Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody and welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always, Phil Ranta, the sports outsider. I was the host last week, though. He was the host last ah, week. Ah, no longer outside. Well, still outside. Special thanks from both Jordan and Joel to Steve yes. Sears for sitting in. Yep. Uh, good podcast. Yeah, Curtain Jerks is the yeah. name of his podcast. You should Our sister it now. podcast. Our yeah. sister podcast. Yeah. And, and everyone podcast. should, absolutely. It's an outstanding podcast. Doubly so if you're into wrestling, but That's still true. quite good even I if you're not. I enjoy it. So, yeah. I think it's funny. <laughs> one of those funny it's, podcasts. It's one of them yeah. comedies. Oh. Not like this. We do very serious sports coverage in this podcast. I've so. been taking myself very seriously for the past the 100 entire time. Yeah. You see yeah. any games this week, Phil? Uh, 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 nope. <laughs> LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by all the things LeBron James sponsors. Boom. That was fun. It was yeah. great. It's a great drop. LeBron James versus Tim Duncan. Is a trash talk face off. Two of like, I, I feel like the least reserved people in the league. <laughs> so the NBA the association, excuse yeah, me. the association, the NBA finals are upon us, and as decided in his last act as commissioner, David Stern has allowed us all the opportunity to be entertained by a matchup between the Miami Heat and the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs have been wanting this opportunity since Ray Allen made a soul crushing three pointer. From the corner late in Game 6 of last year's finals, sending it to a Game 7, which, of course, the Heat won. Miami has attempted to become the first team to three-peat since the Lakers did so from 2000-2002. The Spurs are trying to win Greg Popovich, or Greg, I have a pock-marked Faceovich. Oh! I'll assume that's And and Tim Duncan, that would be their fifth title, and Ginobili and Park would be their fourth title. You're trash-talking like Tim Duncan. Yeah. So, so LeBron James, though, and Tim Duncan have engaged in a war of words. Was there a Twitter tirade? Please tell me there was a Twitter tirade. No, no. This was Damn the, it. the print media. Was there a face and a heel there's like in There's still a print media? Yeah. Oh, there's a couple of them now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> was there a good guy and bad guy? I think they were both. Bad guys. Oh, it's kind of like, hard to imagine. I feel like Tim Duncan is the obvious face in this. Uh, it's like the Shield foot. versus the uh, the uh, like Triple H, where it's like they're both kind of bad guys, but you like the Shield better. Right? Yeah. No. Don't okay. understand that reference. That was like a last week with Steve Sears reference. Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> yeah. forgot Steve wasn't here. It's a wrestling okay, thing. Yeah. So real quick, here's a dramatic reenactment of Tim Duncan versus LeBron James. We've won four. We got four more to win. We'll do it this time. They don't like us. They don't. I can sense it from Timmy's comments over the last couple days. They wanted this. They wanted us. We'll be ready for the challenge. Oh, a devastating blow directly to his face. I don't know if any doctor could stop this blood match. We got that bad taste in our mouth still. Hopefully, we'll be ready this time. These comments don't bother me. Once you get on the floor, you've got to play. We're confident. 
We're not shying away from them. We want them too. I don't think it's personal. No, oh, he's got him pinned down to the floor. He's going to be out for the count. There's no way they're both coming out of this alive. We're back here now, and we want to get it done this time. And somebody's dead. Oh, God. The horror. Blood and bone marrow everywhere. Someone transplant that into some kid. God, my ears are bleeding. Oh Holy my crap. Wow. That was, that was awful. in your face. The vitriol from Tim Duncan. That was awful. Mm. Wow. Earned the explicit tag this week. Yeah, boy, yeah. did we. What do we have in the podcast? LeBron this week? James update, watch update. <laughs> LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by All the Things that LeBron James sponsors. If we open it, we got to close it. Yeah, that's a good yep. point. You open uh, up the uh, they're, update they're, watch they're, update, they're, you close the update watch. Collectively, LeBron James' sponsors are paying good money to be oh not mentioned Oh, my gosh, and there name. are so many of them. Yeah. They've paid for two drops. Yep. Not one. Uh, so what do we have in the podcast this week? Well, we have that gambler guy, right? Yes. That gambling expert. Uh, yeah. He's, you know what, you know uh, what I'm talking about? He's been a professional gambler for many years. His the guy name... who gives us the prop bets. He's always on. Yeah. He's given us. Johnny Sacrietti. Johnny Sacrietti. Uh, he came out for the yeah. Super Bowl, I think, a couple years ago or something. Uh, I believe so. Uh, <laughs> that might have that been him. Uh, but <laughs> he, uh, it seems like the same He's guy. on the show this week. He's going to talk to us about some of the prop bets he's taking for the Belmont Stakes, which will be this coming Saturday. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I'm yes. excited. You know, California, California Chrome, Chrome, baby. Going for the Triple Crown. Oh, yeah. and by the way, I know last time I was on, we'd like to issue a correction. I had hypothesized that it was awareness that was the mm. last horse who won the Triple Crown. Yes. It was affirmed. Right. So I just want to affirmed? say that so, affirmed that I, I I was wrong. The clearly, the name was affirmed. The horse name was affirmed. You so mocked me. So your statement me. was not affirmed. That's yeah. my yes. Your awareness yes. of the last one to do the triple crown was not there, and it was affirmed to be incorrect. Oh, this my podcast. sides are splitting, Joel. <laughs> yeah. Please stop. Wordplay. Um, but anyway, affirmed. Uh, basically, just as dopey of a name as awareness. It's a pretty bad name. And though we got a, we have a weird sportsman. Oh, uh, you're goddamn right, we do. All right, and news, Sounds news, like news. Sounds like a hell, hell of a show. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. California Chrome Inc.'s shoe sponsorship deal. What? But he's a horse. Sources indicate the horse did not have as big a say in the deal as its handlers. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's true with all athletes, though. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, the horseshoe market is huge. Okay. You ever been out in like a weekend in the Midwest? Uh, Joel, Joel. What? I uh, I think they're talking about human shoes. Yes, Wes. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Skechers, the shoe company that HOA's security guard is always chasing away from the park for skateboarding after dark, (laughs) has signed a sponsorship deal with the horse that has won the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness Stakes. The move is being seen by investors as a play to get into the crowded horseshoe marketplace. Not only do they hope uh, to get Skechers horseshoes on more horses, but they aim to get children excited about wearing the metal footwear that must be nailed to their feet. Ouch! Surely I jest. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. God. We're a marketing company that just happens to be in the footwear business, said Robert Greenfield. Oh, fuck you, Robert The CEO, Greenfield. executive, or the chief executive for Sketchers, who doesn't guy. seem to understand what his company does. Yeah. You sell sneakers. I hate that everybody the, says, or they yeah. say, like, we're an entertainment company that happens to sell shoes. You hear a lot of that these days? Fuck you. Yeah, no. What's the annual revenue from marketing that they make? I, I think it's probably negative because I think they're spending oh, money right. on marketing. 
So that would not really just be uh, an accurate way of describing their company at all. So they say here, though, it's part of a strategy to, quote, age the brand. Because what's cooler than a guy in his 40s skateboarding? Yeah, right? Tony right. Hawk. So he says, he goes on to say Greenberg, he goes, Nike is a religion for a lot of the kids, so it's a tough market to break through. We're going after an older audience and a more horsey audience. What the hell did does he that mean? Did he say horsey? No, no, no I, made, I made up the second part okay. of the quote. He <laughs> did say, jokes. we're going after an older audience. The deal uh, requires team members to wear Skechers branding in the winner's circle, should the horse win, and allows Skechers to use California Chrome in marketing materials for a month after the race. You know, to get rich white dads into skateboarding. Yeah, let me see if I can imagine how they're planning this going. They're thinking, you know those, like, ladies with the big tall hats at the Kentucky Derby? Prostitutes. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, I'm sorry. They're $20 mint juleps. Yeah. Like, watching their their $10 million racehorses. Joel, stop it. (laughs) You and your sneezes. They're they're imagining that, that, like, these women are suddenly going to go, hey, I did happen to notice that the Triple Crown winner is endorsing a, a sneaker brand. What if I wore that for a change of pace with my gown? You're correct. And also, it's a new rule. If you sneeze, yawn, or cough in the middle of one of your jokes, it has to end there. <laughs> it has to. Because that's, that's when I would go in and that say. That is bullshit. <laughs> that's not how the women at horse races sound. They'd be like, ooh, I declare. Is that oh, a couple? goodness. I'm goodness drinking my me. mint julep. Uh, terms were not disclosed, but a source with, with knowledge of the deal said it's the largest deal in horse racing since UPS uh, paid uh, to advertise on Triple Crown hopeful Big Brown 2008. Did Big Brown uh, deliver? What did Big Brown do for you? Yeah, no, it did not. But that was a more obvious tie-in. Yeah. Left out all the fun is the human jockey, Victor Espinosa, who, unlike <laughs> California Chrome, wears human shoes occasionally. <laughs> he does wear human shoes. That's but, a good point. But don't shed any tears for this guy. He signed his own deals. A group called the Common Ground Alliance, which is behind a marketing campaign to call 811 – which encourages people to call before they dig, has sponsored Espinosa's pants for all three Triple Crown races. Wait, I'm confused. Call Wait. 811 does what? You now? call 811 misdig, as sometimes it's called in some states. You call 811 before you dig into the ground, and they come out and mark all the utility lines yeah. on your grass if you're, like, planting a tree or something. Every time I rent a backhoe, I make a point of calling 811. So I the horse, know this. I the was ho- called nine one one when I'm about to dig in my yard. Oh, that's because that's because you're burying bodies. Right, it's exactly. entirely different. Exactly. Are you also calling eight one one when you have any sort of medical emergency? Yeah, and they never come. <laughs> well, they do like a week later, and they put down flags. I've wondered where those flags <laughs> were coming from. The horse gets sneakers. The jockey gets a public service announcement. I'm sure those deals are equitable. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Right. Mm, Salacious Donald Sterling news. Ooh. Ooh. Donald Sterling hit with lawsuit. So what did he do wrong? <laughs> well, there's poor well, you, Donald Sterling. Well, the bad news ever in the for hits this keep stand coming. Up guy. Bunch of news, real news regarding Los Angeles Clippers and the former owner Donald Sterling, Steve Ballmer, former CEO of Microsoft, is buying the Clippers for two million billion dollars. What uh, a sounds, record! Sounds like he wants to be Steve yeah. Baller. Whatever, whatever. Donald Sterling himself <laughs> is suing the NBA for a billion dollars. Whatever. What? Whatever. <laughs> Donald Sterling is being sued by a woman who alleges while she was employed by him, they had a romantic relationship and that he subjected her to racially and sexually offensive comments. Woo! Wow. That's what we're going with. There it is. Maiko Maya King alleges Mika. that her resistance to Sterling's stream of racist and sexist taunts caused him to retaliate against her and terminate her employment as his personal assistant and caretaker. Wow. Back in May. 
God, I'm, I'm and romantic to... relationship. Well, I was going to say, if you're a billionaire, some of the fun is just picking the titles you're going to give to the women you're fucking. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, Stiviano archivist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably had a personal chef. Yeah. Oh. A driver. A yep. gardener. <laughs> a blowjob giver. A wife. <laughs> a housekeeper. Yeah. Some of these positions, male, some female, what they all had in common, blowjobs. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll give blowjobs. <laughs> Sterling's attorney, Bobby Samini, said the suit was, quote, baseless and ridiculous. Whoa. Guy. Okay, this might be a baseless claim. I'll grant you that one. But I don't think it's ridiculous in light of recent <laughs> no, news. It really isn't. I don't think it could be ridiculous. Sorry, I think it would be ridiculous if all this didn't happen. Yeah. Gotta imagine if you're Donald Sterling's lawyer, you're probably pretty tired right now. Yeah, oh, the court of Not public opinion he's knows very that, overworked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets in six a.m. He's got thirty-seven voicemails, <laughs> all people wanting to sue. Yeah, uh, King was romantically involved with Donald Sterling from 2005 through 2011. While she worked for him in his foundation, they often argued about his racist views. The suit states, hmm. "How do you argue about racist views? How does that argument work?" They usually just go like, ah, I think some, I think that black people shouldn't be in Instagrams. No, that's wrong. That's exactly how yep. they go. Usually sounds something, yeah, like racist comment. That's racist. No, it's not. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> he, he said all this fucked up shit to her. We have it here. We don't have to read it. But basically, well, you know, we'll read it. How could, <laughs> he said to her currently, he, how could you be married to a black man? And why would you want to bring black people into the world? I want Ooh, to take you out of the black world and put you into the white world. I'm not that sure he knows really how awful. many worlds there are. Yeah. As far as we know, there's one. Just the that, one. Just the one. That's kind of like Wizard of Oz, though, where she leaves the black and white world and she goes into the color world, though, right? <laughs> I think we're treading on really dangerous <laughs> yeah, yeah, ground with a comment ground? like that. I will no, say I'm this. Just, I'm trying to unpack what he's saying here. Yeah. I will say this. I'm beginning to turn on Donald Sterling. <laughs> oh, I are you, think maybe not a stand-up guy is Donald Sterling. The suit also states that contrary to uh, uh, contrary to his agreement to pay her 10000 a month, Sterling dangled money only if she would have sex with him. You're getting paid $10,000 a month and you get to have sex? With Donald Sterling? Oh, my gosh. This sounds great. Uh, where do I apply? <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of applicants for that job. College football and basketball players to be compensated for appearing in video games. Hey, about time. Subheadline, college athletes in non-revenue sports will not be compensated for appearing in video games under the create a player function. Uh, <laughs> do they have to pay Lara Croft now, finally, for all of her appearances in Tomb Raider? Is it time to pay Lara Croft Laura Croft has been the Laura Croft has Laura been dead Croft? for years. I, I imagine what? it would go to her estate. Oh, it's based on the famous 1930s uh, archaeologist Laura Croft. Right? Really? Yeah, I believe so. I learned Wait, something. Are you serious? Today. No, of course okay. not. Ah. <laughs> it's a jokey podcast. You got me for a second there. Yeah, you said it so seriously. Even so, in the jokey podcast. So, yeah. college football and basketball players have finalized a 40 million damn dollars settlement with Whoa. EA Sports it's and in the game. Thank you. Uh, and the NCAA's licensing arm for impro- improperly using the likeness of athletes, and they left the NCAA alone to defend itself in the upcoming antitrust trial. Whoa. That's not really that much. $40 million? This is true. Yeah. I'll bet so you on those games EA pulled game. down yeah, billions of dollars. Well, here it is. You see, EA Sports released a statement shortly after the settlement was final. 
that said, it's in the game. Oh, it's in the <laughs> game. I'm sorry. You pointed at you me. You jumped in early with it's in the game, and then I, you know, I thought it'd be like, again. I didn't know what that meant, <laughs> Jordan. Actually, they're, they're probably going to have to change their slogan. It's not legally in the game. Yeah, It's in the game if we can settle the release. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in, in the settlement paperwork, lawyers reminded the judge of some of the more indicting emails. Uh, they cited a July 2009 email from former Big 12 commissioner Dan Beebe saying uh, the conference board was, quote, uneasy with the exploitation of players' names and likenesses for commercial purposes. Good call, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, yeah. Bill Powers of University of Texas wrote, It looks like the NCAA makes money from licenses. Why should we be defendants in this rather than plaintiffs representing our students? Should have yeah. spoken up sooner, Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harvey Perlman, Chancellor of University of Nebraska at Lincoln, wrote, This whole area of name and likeness and the NCAA is a disaster leading to a catastrophe, as far as I can tell. Uh, should have spoken up louder, Harvey. <laughs> uh, yeah. More exclamation points in your emails. <laughs> so this could deliver uh, up to $4,000, not much, but to as many as 100,000 current and former athletes who appeared. $4,000? That's it? For having your likeness featured well, in to a be, video Well, to be fair, I feel like uh, you know a lot of these players were not, you know, who was playing with Miami of Ohio? Right? Yeah. I mean, but but no, but so I think there's a, but the, the, there's probably some players who are going, I don't know if an even distribution yeah, is entirely yeah. fair. Yeah. You got players at Michigan getting the same amount as, uh, I don't know, the guy at Central Michigan. Well, I guess that's a good point. Um, but no, so, but there are as many as 100,000 current and former athletes who appeared in EA Sports, basketball, and football, thank you, video games since 2003, all of whom, when asked what they were doing on the average college weeknight in college, had the good fortune to be able to deadpan playing with myself because <laughs> they were playing the video game ah, with themselves yeah, so they could make that good. joke the suit mostly covers players who are on rosters of d1 men's basketball or football bowl subdivision teams that appeared in ea sports video games since 2003 excluding rutgers if approved by a judge players will be alerted to the availability of payments payments and will have to register to get paid using a formula based on how many years they were on those rosters and just how hard they were hit in the head Joining us now on the podcast is a gambling expert. Is that safe to say, Johnny? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know all the angles. A Johnny, you guys. He's a bookie. He's a, are you a bookie? Or, uh, I, am, uh, I am a bookie, yeah. I take, uh, I take bets. Take Johnny Sacrietti. Is that your name? Johnny Sacrietti. Absolutely, yeah. All right, and you're here to tell us a little bit, maybe some inside info oh, on the Bells. We want to get yeah. rich as shit. Let me tell you something, guys. A lot of good bets to be made for this weekend. I California want... Chrome going for the Triple Crown. Oh, man, but am that I does excited. not mean there's a lot of other bets that you could be making. A lot of side action. A lot of stuff going on here this coming weekend. So, uh, well, I can yeah. speak for myself, and I think, Phil, we want to get rich quick. Yes, we I'm want poor some and I want to be rich. Money. Let me tell you something. I got some good bets to make. Then I want right. to bet shots, like ten dollars. Pay out big. Right. That's what I want. Big. I want to pay ten dollars, win a hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, that that sounds great to me. Yeah. I might have some options for you there. All I right. Well, have some it, options like, for you. Give me, give me maybe some of you like some. Int- we're like a little bit of beginners, so maybe like what's a beginner okay. bet? All level right. Well, bet. here's what you got to know first. Don't bet in the horses. Hmm? Okay. Betting on the horses is I for was, suckers. I was going to bet on Everybody California bets on but the I mean, ponies. Like, I mean, I know it, like California Chrome is paying out one-to-one one right now. I know that could change on yeah, race got, You'd have to be a freaking you're, moron. You're not oh, going to win I any money on put, that. Uh, but, I all mean, my life savings on California Chrome. But, I mean, what about, like, uh, metal count? 
14 to 1. You could win some major oh, money 14 there. 14 to 1? Yeah. A little pussy man over here wants to make a 14 to 1 bet. And I thinks mean, that's a big deal. I mean, that's something. You so think that means anything? Well, I, uh, there's also, if you want a real long shot, Kid Cruz, 40 to 1. That's wow, a, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I spit on 40 to 1, okay? What? You want you want to make some real action here. Okay, you got to go prop bets. And I got some prop bets that prop. pay odds that will make your 40 to 1 look like bullshit. All right. Well, well like what? Prop, Ready? I got some offers here. I got my sheet. Okay. All right. First up, right now, okay, at 150 to 1. 150 to 1. Every dollar you put in. Got 150 back if it pays out. Okay? Ooh, $10. That means you'll get $1,500 because oh. I'm better. I'm good at mental math. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. 150 to 1 is just a big pile up right out of the gate. None of the horses finish. In a big, like, like they all, they all, they all out, trip they each, they other, run break into their each legs. other. It's like Keystone Cops. They fall over. You, you hear the Benny Hill music in the back of your head. You're like, oh, oh that's geez. crazy. I don't think I I'm feel like that's a depressing that thing because I imagine then like it's, people are going to walk out with a big a lot pet, of horses. A lot of horses are going to be die. shooting. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, hey, but then the Elmer's factory will have more glue. The Elmer's absolutely. family doesn't need any more money. Phil. They need it. Point is, guys, 150 to one. 150 to one. Can you believe those odds in that? Yeah, pass. I mean, how can you pass on that? I agree. I agree. That's that's some good. Odds, but Are I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. In the history of the Belmont Stakes, not once, not once has this happened. I believe that. Yes, yes. it's due. We're due. No, We're due for this to happen. That's okay. Way, that's a no, I. I that. That's that's over really, hundred Belmont Stakes and never once. All right, all right, okay. I can see you guys. You guys maybe want some some sweeter odds than that. Yeah, I want sweeter. Huh? I, I want to get. Yeah, rich. the better the odds, the yeah. Okay, so so how about this one? Five hundred to one. Five hundred to one, mental math, buddy, over here. You bet ten dollars, and then how much money you make? Five thousand dollars. Five G's. Oh, I, you ready for this? Yeah. Five thousand or five hundred to one. The bugler totally blanks and plays James Brown's "I Feel Nice" on accident instead of the horse he's walking in song. No, absolutely. He goes da 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 da. Put a Yeah. Boom. No, he won't be able to hit those high notes. No. Oh, I no beg way. to differ. Listen, there's a few things that I might know about this bugler that you don't, okay? I got a little... Are you saying look you here. fixed the bugler? I did not fix the bugler. I'm just saying... If I you did, know, we would be very inclined on this yes. best. I happen to know the bugler... Give me, give me a wink if... Happen to know the bugler is a very big James Brown fan, okay? I was uh, watching him do karaoke just the other night. Guess what song it is that he did when his tent came up? I Feel Nice. I Feel Nice by James Brown. It isn't I Feel Good. I thought it was always that. It is I Feel Good. You are correct about that. I Feel Nice is the second thing he says because it's like sugar and spice. Right. Absolutely. Guys. 500 to 1. Do you do you know how many times the bugler is screwed up the Were opening? Were you trying to fool us by having a song that doesn't exist so that we'd put the money down? You know hey, you get whoa, to keep it. Whoa, 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 No, whoa. this guy's on the level. I think that was an honest mistake. I don't honest think mistake. so. I, I'm, I'm more concerned because I know all bugle players love James Brown. Oh, absolutely. So that's why I'm just like, I don't Listen, know that he's going to mess up. Do you know up. how many times... A bugle player is screwed up in the history of the Belmont Stakes. Uh, how many? Probably not like many. four or five times. It's actually a pretty difficult song wow. to play. But none of them have blanked and played another song even once, which is why I'm telling you, we're due. No, we are due. no that's not how the world Mathematically works. Mathematically no. speaking, I mean, it's bound to happen. That's like saying that I've never been raped by an alien, and therefore it's due. 
I don't buy it. Oh, okay. I would be careful when you walk at night. No, that's not when aliens come. I would be. No, that's. Well, of course that's when aliens come. Okay. I, I want to come during the day, Phil. Okay, whatever. All right. All right. I can see you guys. You guys want to want to move on here. Okay. Yeah. We're, I want to make real money. Thousand to one. There it is. Real money. I would put $20 on this. Yeah. If, if you bet $21.48 on this, how much would you make, Mr. Mental Math? If I bet twenty one twenty one dollars and forty eight cents at a thousand to one, that means you make twenty one thousand dollars four hundred and ten. Oh, look, it's Stephen Arkin over here. Oh my gosh! Boom! All right, thousand to one. Two horses do it in the track during the race. Well, wait, while they're running. Well, it would probably stop running while they have sex. So the <laughs> this one wa- of the jockeys gets knocked off because the other one gets on the back. Presumably, of the one would get knocked off. This yeah, seems I plausible would hope for his sake. This seems plausible. Horses are animals. Thousand yeah. to one. Animals prone to more animalistic behavior. Thousand to one. Yeah. One of that is sex. Have any of those horses been dating beforehand, though? Uh, I got some insider information on that. What one. do you know? I happen to know that California Chrome has been given some uh, some of them horsey googly eyes to uh, what was the name of that horse that was going off forty to one. Oh, a Kid Cruz? Kid Cruz. Kid Cruz, young. Wait, but horses' eyes California are always a Chrome. What? Horses naturally have And here's the eyes. thing. Okay, California that's... Chrome, he knows he's got to hold out to stud. He's got to be eye on the prize, and then he oh, can stud got... so hard for the sure, rest of his life. But you know what? That's in California Chrome is a real romantic. A lot of people don't know this about California Chrome. Okay? Real romantic and hot. Okay? okay. He doesn't want to stud with just any old horse. He wants Kid Cruz. All right, thousand to one. You guys want that? You want any action? Uh, no, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. It. This is close for me. I'm going to be honest. I want to. I want to come back to that one because okay. I'm yeah, all right. I don't buy, I'm looking for better. I'm going to rattle. I'm going to rattle through a couple more here. Two thousand to one. Bob Costas fills in as a jockey. No, I don't buy that. Uh, I say plausible NBC again. is covering. Uh, covering this, he's yeah, going to be high to a grasshopper. They're not going to go to him first. He's quite tiny. He's, he's quite a tiny. Very small they guy. Need him in the booth. All right. All right. Okay. Eight. Thousand to one. Now we're talking. Eight thousand to one. One of the jockeys gets eaten by a horse during the race. Now note, I said a a horse. Okay, could be any jockey in the race. But if a horse were to jump onto the track in the midst of the race, who is not actively engaged in the Belmont Stakes, and then eats one of the jockeys, that's still going to pay out. It doesn't have to be a horse that's in the race. Do you have any information on how often horses even attempt? To eat humans. <laughs> Never in the Wait, history of the... Get alone, bony, skinny jockeys. One more Never question. in the history of the bull. That's the thing they're going to take a jockey because it's smaller. That's what you have to understand about predators. Natural predators will go after the smallest, most sickly prey. I have well, a horses question. Horses eat oats and apples. Only because we've taught them to do so. Are any of the jockeys made out of hay? <laughs> no, not, okay, the, not that I'm, I'm aware. None of the jockeys it. made out of hay. But guys, I'm telling you, in the history of the Belmont Stakes, not once. Not once I is a horse. I that to be true, yes. Yeah, so we're due. We're due. I, I, I'm again looking, with this you know, logic. 8,000 to 1, okay? I'm looking for a little better odds. All right, all right. Last one. No pleasing you. No pleasing me. 10,000 to 1. Now oh. we're talking. Oh. Now Believe we're talking. Earlier you said I want to bet $10 and make 100 grand. Did yep. you not say that? That's the first thing I said. Okay, so this is the last prop bet I got for you. I would put I would put uh, 1,000 on this. Okay. Um, well, $1,000 at 10,000 to 1 would be $1 million dollars. Nope, $10, $10 million, million Mr. Mental Math over here. Okay, I ready? want that. I want $10 million. Okay, at some point before, during, or even after the race, California Chrome is revealed to actually be a unicorn in disguise. 
Take my money. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. I, I need that. I, I want that. I got a thousand. I want oh. that. I have never seen a unicorn. Of you, rich. I've never seen one. We're due. We are so We're due. due. Oh man. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman! Weird Sportsman. Phil, I must say, one of these times, I hope to be surprised and have you say, and now it's time for another Weird Spores. What, so they're like mushroom Yeah, we can finally talk about some... Mushroom babies (laughs) making dreams come true. This week's Weird Sportsman... Thomas White. Guessing a golfer? Skier? Tennis player. Badminton? This is lacrosse. The <laughs> yeah. This is the great thing. You don't have to guess because I'm going to tell you. Oh, we're going to yep. change it up this time. Yep. Thomas Daddy White. <laughs> That's now, right. Now I'm guessing we assume too much with White. Ah. Uh, His name is Daddy. The master in your BDSM relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My daddy. <laughs> Uh, he was born 1740, died July 28th, 1831. Holy crap. Was a, a noted English cricketer. Cricketer? Yes. I've picked this one. How do we leave out the whitest sport? Yeah, yeah right? We thought of a bunch of them. We well, left wait, out wait, cricket. Wait, wait, wait. Does this mean that he was hunting crickets or that he was actually playing the oh, game of geez. cricket? I hate you. Oh, but also, this on. person is, I chose this one because he is the most Joel athlete I've ever read a story he's about cricket. I don't know. About so that. It, you mean he tries to exploit the rules? Is that? Yes, <laughs> that's the one. See, Jordan knew exactly what it's I was talking about. It's called gamesmanship. All right, guys. here we go. Let me get to him exploiting the rules as Joel would do. I Not never break them. Quite em. cheating. I exploit them. Right, exactly. Uh, White played uh, in the 1760s and 1770s. Details of his early career are largely unknown, but he retired in 1779. He is known to have appeared frequently for Surrey and All England since the recorded scorecards first became commonplace in 1772. They have cricket stats going back to 1772? Yes! Cricketreference.com must be insane. It's got to be a huge, huge catalog. Uh, He was a genuine all-rounder who was successful as both a batsman and a change bowler. He could do it all. Change bowler... Do we know what that? I mean, I know like what a bowler pitcher. is. Yeah, but is a change like bowler somebody, like a specific pitch? Is it like a knuckleballer or? Oh, I'm not sure. Somebody doesn't seem so. to remember our two-part weird sports on cricket, Jordan. I don't think we covered change I don't think, bowling. I think though. there was a. We were chastised we by the British for, yes. for totally for, blowing that for one. our blatant yeah. misunderstanding of cricket. Here comes the Joel part. <laughs> well, playing, he lived in Rygate in Surrey. There has been some confusion in various accounts between him and the similarly named Shock White of Brentford and Middlesex. <laughs> the main cause of this confusion was the wide bat controversy, which took place on the 23rd and 24th of September in 1771 when 
one white of Rygate tried to use a bat that was fully as wide as the wicket itself. Was, there a, was there a rule against it? Not yet. <laughs> uh, see, I feel like this is, the yet. First, this is the first pine tar rhubarb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the first fucking cheater that tried to be a fucking hey, cheater. Hey, if there's not a rule against it, it it's not cheating. Joel, he is you. All right? You were reincarnated <laughs> in this body, okay. and this was you, all right? Uh, the incident occurred while White was playing for a uh, Chirsty versus Hambleton at Lee Lamb Burway. God, they got some names over there. Yep. The Hamilton players not unreasonably objected. <laughs> just like we don't when you pull this bullshit, Joel. And a formal protest was made by Thomas Brett as Hamilton's opening bowler. Uh, because naturally he was trying to bowl and there was something covering the entire wicket. He's like, uh, sorry guys. What the fuck? Said Brett, and I quote, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I assume they played by, like, the rules of Queensbury or something, where yeah. it's like, this gentleman's game here. Yeah, exactly. They're supposed to try to make it a game instead of somebody trying to bend the rules so it's no fun for anyone, Listen, Joel. guys, this is, this is how you, you get the rules right. This is how you close loopholes. Uh, White may have done uh, this with the intention of seeking an unfair advantage or merely as a prank. Considering it's you incarnate, it's an unfair advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Not a prank. Not much Take of a comedy guy. That. I could Not definitely much of a comedy prank. guy. Oh. Or possibly even to force the issue in order to get the laws changed. That sounds like me, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Straight bats had replaced the old hockey stick shape a few years earlier. Wait, they used to play with hockey sticks? Yeah. Crazy. And the width issue may have uh, been rankling. Yeah. Well, there's yep. probably people with like fairly wide bats. And I was like, why is that okay and this not? And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to show them why they need to make a rule about this. Yep. Happy ending. The laws were formally changed in 1774. Sounds like a pretty stand-up guy. See what he did? He fixed the rules. At the expense of everybody <laughs> playing that day, all of the fans who were just like, oh, I'm just here to uh, root for Hamilton today. Oh, what, what's he doing? Oh, he made the game not fun anymore. Oh, they're playing the entire match in protest. That's, yeah. We're gonna in, we're gonna but, invent a, a word for this called Joel Andersoning the game. But every, I hope nothing important is going as, <laughs> uh, on in the other side of the pond at this moment. Boo. 1774. We'd really be taking our eye off the ball to be focusing on cricket Can, instead of our co colonies. Things keep going worse for us. See, what? you know what? You're focused on one ruined cricket match. I'm focused on how every cricket match since 1774 has not been ruined by this particular disagreement. I hate you. And this brings an end to another <laughs> Weird Sportsman Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, the number three podcast. That's at sports, the number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports three podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com slash sports three podcast. That's the number three. And uh, while you're at it, please follow. Please share it with your friends. That one's super important to us. We love SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today and search Sports sport, or Sports the Number 3 Podcast. You can find us on YouTube by going to YouTube.com slash ComedyPodNet. You can find us on iTunes by searching Sports the Number 3 Space Podcast. That's Sports the Number 3 Space Podcast. 
Or you can find all of our back episodes at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, I'm hey, sorry. Joel. Hi, Joel. I, I hate to even bring this up, but remember, you guys were each bringing $1,000 to pay me back, uh, you know, uh, for the... <laughs> For the plane tickets out to Hawaii. Oh! You, you were saying you are bringing in cash and you were going to give it to me. Do you still have each of the $1,000 or did you? Uh, no, I, um. No. What happened to it? You said you had it. What'd you I guys do wagered it. it. Was, did you make a wager with Johnny Sacrietti? Yeah. yeah you he gave freaking us great jerks. odds. What did yeah. you bet on? Well, the California Chrome, it would be revealed at the end of the race that he's actually a unicorn. Or it could be during the race. Oh, or during the race. But basically... If he's actually a unicorn, we're going to become 10 millionaires. And we've guys, got glue and horns in the you back. You guys are fucking assholes. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.